Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. All right, Matthew chapter 4, verse 18. We've been in this whole series all month long. Pastor Bruce, how good was Pastor Bruce last week? And my serving is kind of a big deal. I tell you, that man just gets better and better. I told him this week, I said, you are like cheese. He said, what, old and mouldy? I said, no. I said, you get better with age. And uh, thank you, Pastor Bruce, for last week. We've been in this series talking about the big deal that heaven makes about serving. Why did God give you a gift if it's just meant to be buried with you? Now, God gave you a gift for the blessing of the body of Christ. Let's look at Matthew 4, verse 18. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter later, Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And He said to them, Follow me, and I will make you. Oh, I'd love to just stop and preach about that. Follow me, and I'll make you. He's not looking for people that are already made. He's not looking for self-made. He said, follow me, I will make you fishers of men. They immediately let their nets and followed Him, the Bible says. The first yes of your life is incredibly exciting. I spoke with one of our young staff members this week and he came in on Friday to our staff prayer meeting and I said, how was Thursday? He looked at me and he said, Pastor, she said yes. So congratulations to Mitch and Kiana. Mitch is downstairs in the broadcast studio and Kiana, oh, he's up there now. That fella gets around, I'm telling you. He didn't want to be away from Kiana. Look at, he's up there holding hands and you can all go and have a look at the big rock. Go and have a look at the big rock later uh, because obviously we are paying Mitch way too much. And uh, anyhow, but this is what I know is the first yes is incredibly exciting. But I want to talk to you today about your next yes. Trust me, Mitch, there's a lot more yeses to come. (laughs) And I don't mean that Aussie horrible saying of yes there. All right? I don't mean that one. I just mean there's going to be a lot of yeses as you journey on in life. I believe that God is looking for the most available, not the most equipped. God's looking for the people that are open. Acts chapter 4 Verse 13, speaking about these same guys we just read about, it says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and watch this, and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. Actually, King James says, ignorant and unlearned. In other words, these people, according to the powers that be, according to the ones that were the, the elite of their day, they looked at them and said, these guys, are useless. They couldn't do anything. But when they saw that they were uneducated, untrained men, they marveled and they realised that they had been with Jesus. Ignorant and unlearned by their standards. I read just this week where a management consultant was employed to talk to Jesus about his 12 disciples. I thought you might like to hear the report 
from Jordan Management Consultants in Jerusalem through to Jesus, son of Joseph, Woodcraft, a carpenter shop in Nazareth. Dear sir, thank you for submitting the resumes of the 12 men you've picked for management positions in your new organisation. All of them have now taken our battery of tests. We've not only run the results through our computer, but we've arranged personal interviews for each of them with our psychologist and vocational aptitude consultant. It is the staff opinion that most of your nominees are lacking in background education and vocational aptitude for the enterprise you're undertaking. They do not have the team concept. We'd recommend that you continue your search for persons of experience in managerial ability and proven capability. Simon Peter is emotionally unstable and given to fits of temper. Andrew has absolutely no qualities of leadership. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, place personal interest above company loyalty. Thomas demonstrates a questioning attitude that would tend to undermine morale. Matthew, we feel it's our duty to tell you, has been blacklisted by the Greater Jerusalem Better Business Bureau. James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, definitely have radical leanings and they both registered a high score on the manic depressive scale. One of the candidates, however, shows great potential. He's a man of ability, resourcefulness, meets people well, has a keen business mind, has contacts in high places. He's highly motivated, ambitious and responsible. And therefore we recommend Judas Iscariot as your controller and right-hand man. These people looked at these guys and go, they're obviously not the best equipped. But listen, God's not looking for the best equipped. He's looking for the most available. And I'm praying today that every one of us are going to live a life, not just on a roster, but in every part of our Christian life, wherever you go. I'm praying that we will be the people that are most available. That if God's looking for a voice in that shop, if God's looking for someone who will step out in that business, I'm praying it'll be one of us. I'm praying that we won't be those people who go, well, God, I'm not sure and I'm shy, but we'll be the most available. Secondly, perfecting comes after your yes, not before. Perfecting comes after your yes, not before it. Psalm 138 and verse 8 says this. It says, you will perfect that which concerns me. You're going to perfect the thing that you've called me for, your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Don't forsake the works of your hands. Give me a wave if you're the work of His hands. Amen. If you're the work of His hands, you're saying, Lord, here I am. I'm not perfect yet. But God, You will perfect that which concerns me. See this old bucket here? Uh, I picked this up the other day. Someone had asked me to get them a plant out of the bush where I walk every day. And I said, look, there's thousands of what you're looking for. I said, I'll go and get you one. And I picked up the bucket, the handle's broken, the spout's split. And as I picked it up, I discovered this, a gigantic crack down the side of it. And you know, I was tempted immediately to throw it into the rubbish. 
because my first thought was, this bucket is good for nothing. My first thought is, why would you bother? Like, I mean, how much water? I'm not going to do that because it'll be all over the carpet. Most of us would look at something like this and say, it only costs two bucks. Chuck it out and buy another one. It's good for nothing. But I believe that just like so many people write themselves off and say, God, I'm good for nothing. And they write themselves off because they can't carry that. But can I say to you, all you've got to do is really find what it's capable of carrying. It mightn't carry water. It might be no good for watering the plants. It might be no good for a whole lot of things. But I don't think too many of you chocolate lovers out there are likely to say, I won't eat a chocolate out of that good for nothing bucket. Huh? I'm pretty sure most of you are going to go, I don't care whether it's got a crack in it. I don't care whether the spout is split. You were praying I'd come, I could tell. Here I am, huh? Yeah, you weren't praying hard enough over there. Huh? I'm pretty sure that all of you, oh, you were very eager, I could tell. You, why don't you take two? Take Oh, look, take three. Look, this is a generous church. You don't eat chocolate, do you? No, I didn't think so. See, I don't believe, listen to me, I don't believe there's such a thing as a good for nothing Christian. I just think there's Christians who haven't found what they're good at carrying. I think there's only Christians who go, I don't know why I'm here. I see all my flaws. I see the bits of me that don't work right. I see the parts of me that aren't what they should be. But Psalm 138 says, the Lord will perfect that which concerns me. I can't fix that bucket, but I'm pretty sure He can. You might have a flaw in your life. You might have something broken in your life. Maybe there's bits of you falling off. Uh, but anyhow, I'm pretty sure that the Creator is able to get you back to a place of even greater usability. But in the meantime, why not find out what you can carry? Amen. Oh, Jeff, you don't understand. Oh, I'd love to be committed. I'd love to be involved. But you know, I'm stuck at home. I can't get out. Well, then join the prayer team. You don't have to go anywhere for that. Well, I can't. Too many people are looking at the crack in the bucket rather than saying, I wonder what I'm meant to carry. Amen. I figured out a long time ago, I'm not the answer to everything, but I certainly am the answer for something. Here's number three. Your small yes today is more important than your big yes one day. You know, one day I'd really like to be a missionary. Tibet. Someone asked me the other day, they said, do you ever want to go to Nepal? I said, I'm appalled to go to Nepal. I said, I hate the cold. I said, don't you want to climb Mount Everest? I said, nah, too many people have done it already. However, I feel a definite leading of God 
to Monaco. I feel like maybe St. Moritz is where I'm meant to serve. How many are with me? How many are going, I'm ready to go to Afghanistan. Others are going, well, how about the Gold Coast? Actually, I think the Gold Coast might be harder from the last time I was there. See, one day I'd like to be a missionary and do that all over there. And yet your small yesterday to Kids Church, I met someone last week, was their very first Sunday serving in Kids Church. And I've got to tell you, they were so nervous. I watched them like, I said to the husband, I said, you know, you're, you're doing dad duty today, aren't you? And I said, good on you. He was doing the look after so mum can go and serve. And they were so nervous. I'll talk to you later. I'm not talking right now. I'm just busy speaking right now to everybody else. So you just, oh, he wants the chocolate out of the bucket. In that case, in that case here, have a chocolate. How many chocolates does he want? This is a generous church. You can have it. Somebody interrupted Jesus once and asked for something. So here we go. One day I'd like to be a missionary. Maybe start with kids church like that lady did last week. Or maybe it's in hope. I meet people all the time who, who say to me, you know, I don't think I could go and do that. But you never know what you're capable of unless you give Jesus your small yes. When I win lotto, I'm going to give the church. Pastor Jeff, can I tell you over the years, I've been promised huge sums of money, $240 million. I haven't seen it yet. But you know what? I appreciate those people that continue to sow their small bit today. Maybe one day they'll win lotto. And I want to tell you, if you do and you buy the building, I'll probably stick your name on it, just saying. <laughs> How about starting tithing today? Why don't you go out into the cafe after this morning service and sponsor a transformed job? I think I spend more on coffee in a month than what it costs me to sponsor one child. Now, I think we sponsor four or five, but still. All I'm saying is this. Don't wait for your big yes. Start with your small yes, all right? Here's number four. Yes is not just what starts your journey. It's what sustains your whole journey. I said that before about Mitch and Kiana. You know, you might say your big yes at the start but there will be a lot of yeses along the way. And all the married people said, all the married people with courage said, all the married people that weren't afraid of saying it out loud in front of their spouse said, oh God, I see how it increased. Paul the Apostle, let me take you to four verses just quickly. Four verses here that tell me something about the life of a Christian and the life of a Christian leader. In AD 55, Paul the Apostle wrote this in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 14. He said, now for the third time, I'm ready to come to you. Now going to the Corinthians wasn't that hard. He'd been there before twice and he knew them and they knew him. Oh, there was a bit of conflict, but 
nothing he couldn't have dealt with. And so he goes to that place, he says, I'm ready. He's giving his yes to ministry. Can I say to you, your first yes, I'll follow you. Jesus says, I'll make you fishers of men. There will be more yeses along the way. Some of them, there may be a bit of difficulty, but you say like Paul did, I'm ready. Well, in AD 58, he writes to the Romans. So three years later, watch this Romans 1 verse 15. So as much as is in me, I'm ready to preach the Gospel to those of you that are in Rome also. I'm ready, he says. Three years later, he's still giving a yes to Jesus. Still saying, I'm ready to do what you want. Now, going to Corinth might have been a little more difficult. Going to Rome, the seat of Caesar's power and the place where there was more debauchery and ungodliness than you would ever imagine. It makes our day to day really look quite tame in some ways. But he says yes anyway, get that. Then another year later in Acts 21 verse 13, he says this, Paul answered and said, what do you mean by weeping and by uh, breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound. He's going up another level. It's not just Corinth where there's conflict. It's not just Rome where all the power of the known world is right there in that place. Now he's saying to these people, you know what? I'm not only ready to go. I'm not only ready to speak. He says, I'm ready to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. That's taking it up another notch. You go, wow. In AD 64, the aging Apostle Paul writes to Timothy, chapter four, verse six. He says, for I am now ready to be offered. I am now ready to be offered. The time of my departure is at hand. He says, you know what? I've done everything he asked me to do. I've said yes at every stage and at every season. Because yes, listen to me. Yes is not just for starting. I have been a Christian now for a long, long time. And I'm still saying yes. My wife and I last night over dinner, as we always do, we say grace and we pray for our grandchildren. Uh, Monday is Evie and Tuesday's Judah and Wednesday's Elroy and Thursday's Sloan and Friday is Honey. And then Saturday and Sunday is the whole lot. And half of you's names come up in there because we know about the things you're facing. But you know, last night when we were there getting ready to say grace, and to thank God for it. We both held hands and we say again, Jesus, we gave you our yes at the start. We give you our yes again. Because yes doesn't stop with the first yes. Yes is a part of your journey for the rest of your life. Are you with me? That's why I'm speaking to you today about your next yes. Your next yes. The yes that got you started is the yes that'll keep you going forward through every season and through every difficulty or through every blessing. Paul had multiple miracles. Read Acts 19 where he goes to Ephesus and where they take cloths from his body, put them on sick people and those people are powerfully healed. Or when he's in the shipwreck, comes off, there's Publius, the father of the ruler of the island and he's sick with, a, with some kind of a disease anyhow. And Paul goes in there and lays hands on him. And then they brought everyone in the entire island to Paul and it says, and they were all healed. He had incredible miracles, but he would have missed the miracles if he'd stopped saying yes. Are you with me? Listen, don't stop saying yes. 
More miracles are ahead of us. It's not about how old you are. The Apostle John was 90 when he got the book that we call the book of Revelation. In prison on the Isle of Patmos. But see, he just kept on saying yes, because the book of Revelation opens up saying this, and I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. He's in prison. He says, I'm going to have church. He gets into praise and worship. He gets into being a part of it. He isn't thinking about, you know, the person who cut him off in the traffic. He's not thinking about what's for lunch. He's not thinking about how on earth he's going to solve this problem. He's coming into worship. He's coming into being in the Spirit on the Lord's day. And out of that, we get the book the, uh, of Revelation that's got so many powerful truths in it for every single one of us. Because one man kept saying yes for all of his life. Are you with me here? Oh, I pray, I want you. Oh, look, if you're 95, I pray you'll be saying yes. Amen. Just keep saying yes. I don't, I, I don't think I'm the cleverest person that ever walked the earth. Sven was <laughs> streets ahead of me in that department. He'd say some things to me and I'd just go, look, just stop and wind back. I have no idea what that is. I remember being with him uh, at one point where he was having kidney dialysis for a day or two and just casually said to me, he said, oh, I helped invent that machine. I went, oh. I had to be shown how to put my I-95 mask on. I tell you what though, you can, listen to me, you can build a powerful life if you'll just keep saying yes to Jesus. Can you do that? Oh, you say, oh Jeff, but you don't know my problems. I go, no, I don't. But I do know that saying yes to Jesus, whether it's a time of trial or a time of triumph, saying yes to Jesus, listen to me, it's always the best response. Are you being poorly treated? Say yes to Jesus. Are you going through deep waters? Say yes to Jesus. Amen. Are you with me? Come on. Come on. I, I want you to get this today. I'm not, I'm not trying to give you notes. I'm trying to give you something that'll hold your life in the right place in this next season of your life. Are you going through a flat time? One of those kind of, they used to preach about it when I was a kid, you know, young men, they'd preach about going through the wilderness like wilderness. You go through the wilderness. And I'd be thinking, oh, the wilderness. I haven't been, I haven't had a wilderness yet. I'm just excited about Jesus. I didn't realise that Jesus was in the wilderness. I didn't realise He was the lily of the valley. I didn't realise that Psalm 23 verse 4 says, yeah, even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you're with me. I, I was waiting for a wilderness where I couldn't find God. And then I discovered that in every wilderness, I actually found God more sometimes than I ever found Him on any mountaintop. Amen. Are you with me here today? Come on. I want you to get this. I want you to go, mm, yes. Mm, enough whinging. Enough watering the weeds. Enough watering the things that are never going to produce fruit. I'm going to start saying yes to Jesus. Here's number five. It takes our yes to open closed doors. Amen. I love the spirit of this church. By that, I mean the Holy Spirit, of course, but I love the way people express that because there's just always been this appetite in our church for just saying, you know, our first thought is, well, let's say yes. We don't know how it's going to work out. We'll say yes. And so in a couple of uh, month's time, I'm going to be sharing with you some of the things that are opening up for us that are quite incredible. 
Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20 says this, Jesus is speaking. John's the guy who gets this powerful revelation nugget. Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. Anyone who hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come into him and dine with him and he with me. William Holman Hunt was a pre-Raphaelite artist. Back there in the 1800s, he was born. He's most famous probably though for this painting that he painted. It's called Christ, the light of the world. Story goes, and I haven't heard it from him, obviously, that when it was first hung in the art gallery, someone came along and he was standing in the background watching to see people's reactions to this painting he laboured over. And he saw one man, instead of moving on, just stood there and, you know, cocked his head one way and then the other and was looking puzzled. And finally, William Hunt goes up to him and says, Sir, you seem to be puzzled by something. What's bothering you? And the man said, Sir, the artist has made a mistake. Well, Holman Hunt was aghast at the thought was there. He said, what mistake do you see? And the man said, sir, look, there's no door handle on the door. And William Holman Hunt said to him, sir, that's not a mistake because the door handle to the human heart's on the inside. Only you can open it. Jesus is not pushing His way in. Your yes will open closed doors in your life. Whether it's the door to receive Christ as your Saviour, to have your sin forgiven, your name written in the Lamb's book of life, so that when you pass from this earth, you do not pass, go, don't collect 200 bucks, you go straight to heaven. You're there with Jesus, as Paul said, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Well, you can have that today if you will say yes. And Jesus is there. I believe He's at the door of every single life on planet Earth, all six plus billion of us. He's there at every life, in every place, in every space. People are coming to Christ around the world more than ever before. Nations that are opening up to the Gospel. Places that are opening up to the Gospel. I spoke to Kieran Yepwe, uh, her and her husband, Joseph, pastor our church in Kalgoorlie. She, uh, he's speaking at our Easter convention. And she told me that Joseph's been going into the jail as a chaplain year after year. She said, they're having revival in the jail. So many prisoners have come to Christ. They are starting a second service. Think about it. I said, were they people that had a faith before they came in? She said, no, they had nothing. They come to Jesus in the jail. Even in a place like that, people are coming to Christ. Well, your first yes will open the door, but most of us here in front of me today or online, you've already done that. You've already said yes to Jesus. But I want you to say, what door is shut in front of me now? What door am I hoping, hoping that God will open? Then I'm praying that every single one of us, before we figure it out, We'll just say, Jesus, I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes to that. Whatever your will is for my life. When the disciples wanted to learn how to pray, they said, Jesus, teach us to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name.
Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Jesus starts His prayer off with saying, acknowledge who God is and then give Him your yes. Amen. Father, help us today in Jesus' Name. Father, every single one of us, myself included, oh God, we have so many things we dream of and we want to see and we're praying for and want to happen. And oh God, but Lord, can we just start today by saying yes to You? Even though it might be scary like it obviously would have been for Paul. We just want to say, I'm ready. I'm ready for everything You have. I'm ready for what You want to do. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know what it's going to look like, but Jesus, here's my yes. You know, I felt this morning, but while I was preparing this message during the week, I, I felt there'd be some of you here today and you know that the Holy Spirit has been working and saying, just say yes to me. Just say yes. And I want you to acknowledge that this morning in a simple way because we've got a balcony and we've got people all over the place. And, and so if that's you, if you're online, just send through a, a P for prayer and we'll know that you're being included in this. But if that's you and you're in the building, just while heads are bowed, eyes are closed, why don't you just lift your hand and say, Jeff, you're talking to me. The Holy Spirit's speaking to me. I need to say yes to Jesus about this thing that I'm facing. Just lift it up if that's you. And I'm going to see it. I'm going to pray for you wherever you are. I'm not asking you to come to Christ right now. I'm asking those of you that are already Christians, say, Jesus, I'm saying yes to you. Just wherever you are, if that's you, just slip it up. Thank you. Yep. Good on you. Great. Yep. Good on you. Great. Awesome. Father, for every hand, speak to our lives, Lord. Tell us what we need to do next as we give you our yes first in Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. You can look this way. Guys, just put up that photo again one more time, would you, that painting. William Holman Hunt knew something. I'd never heard it before I saw this painting or the picture of it the first time. It had never occurred to me that that's the way it would have looked. Jesus, the light of the world, holding in His hand that lamp. Jesus, the risen King, the crucified Saviour. Jesus going to a door that's grown over. It hasn't been opened in a while. Grown over with ivy. No handle on the door, but He stands there and He knocks. And He's waiting patiently. You can tell by the look on His face as He knocks on the door and He's looking around to say, I wonder if they're going to open. I wonder if they're going to say yes and invite me in. He said, if you will say yes and open the door, He said, I'll come into you. I don't know anything greater than that. Father, help people here today and online and not just online live, but online in the weeks or whatever to come. Help them, Lord, as they give you their first yes. Jesus, save me. Jesus, cleanse me. Jesus, forgive me. Lord, I want to be a Christian. I want to be a follower of Yours. I want to surrender to You and allow You to save me and be my Lord. Thank You for that, Father, in Jesus' Name. Amen and Amen. Listen, if that's you this morning, if you're giving Jesus your yes today, why don't you let us help you? All you got to do is text YES, Y-E-S, through to the number, it's up there on the screen, 0488826392. Or you can email us, yes.metrochurch.org.au. If you go to one of those two places, give us your yes, then our team will 
be in contact with you. When I say be in contact, they're not going to ask you for details or anything. They're going to send you a Bible verse and a prayer that's appropriate to that verse every day for 30 days. Different Scripture every day, different prayer every day. Because we know that that's the way you get started. You give Jesus your yes. Now give Him your next yes, Lord. Here's my yes. Lord, I'm going to let you start to grow my life. Start to grow who I am so I get to know you in every way in Jesus' Name. If you do that, we would love to be a part of your ongoing journey with Christ. We'd love to be a part of encouraging you and cheering you on as you follow Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God. Well, what a great thing it is to be together. Wonderful thing to be in church. 